All right, well, we're having a little bit of uh, technical problems, but we're going to go ahead and get started here. Um, this is really supposed to be a class where we kind of all discuss what's happened with our week this week, and uh, if anybody took me up on my uh, fasting challenge and uh, what you experienced during that and how long you went and, uh, and, and all that good stuff. So first, before we get started, I do... I do want to talk a little bit about preparation. Um, I know this is a little bit late, um, but I am having a little bit of a difficulty uh, with the 20-minute time frame on Sunday mornings, and so sometimes uh, everything doesn't get out exactly the same between the two sermons. So let's just go ahead and talk about preparation real quick, just so everybody's clear and we're all on the same page. Uh, it's extremely important to prepare before you fast, which means... One, I think you should be in good health. Two, I think you should have a good diet. And three, I think you should be hydrated. And four, which I actually learned uh, this time, um, that it's important to have a decent amount of rest uh, before you start a fast. So if you've been working extremely hard um, and have barely eaten uh, for a few days, maybe took a, a few light days on eating, before you started, maybe took a few light days on staying hydrated before you started, all those things are going to lead to um, issues uh, with your fast. So, and again, if you're really tired, if you really worked hard, if you really wore yourself out before you started, that's going to play with you too, um, especially physically uh, as you go days without eating. Second, if you're not in good health, then it's probably not a good time to fast. And if you feel convicted to fast when you're not in good health, uh, my suggestion is that you, would, you should consult your physician before you do. Um, it is serious. It's not something to uh, just mess around with or, or uh, just do on a whim. Um, it's something that you should be prepared for um, because it takes a toll. It takes a toll. So do, can you see anybody and see if we got anybody on now or... Chat is not working. That's going to make the class. We're going to work on the chat, and I'm just going to, uh, sh to start, I'm just going to share um, sort of my uh, reflections um, with the fast. But before, actually, before I get there, let me, let me go back to Leviticus 16. This is, again, the Day of Atonement. This is to, uh, this is to the law for the Sabbath. This is to... For, for Israel to remember the ten plagues, and also it points to uh, Jesus. And that's what the Sabbath was, was pointing to Jesus when the real lamb would be sacrificed for all of the world. And the point of me showing you Leviticus, Leviticus 16, I'm going to read it just for those of you who might be struggling to read it. Leviticus 16 verse 29 says, And it shall be a statue to you forever. A statue, excuse me to you forever, that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict yourselves and shall do no work, neither the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For on this day shall atonement be made for you to cleanse you. You shall be clean before the Lord from all your sins. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest to you, and you shall afflict yourselves. It is a statute forever." So this idea of affliction, again, I pointed this out in the first sermon on Sunday, but I did not uh, revisit this specific part of the sermon on the second uh, sermon, is 
denial. It's self-denial. So we find early in the law of the Old Testament this idea of self-denial. And just to pick up in the New Testament, Jesus said, deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow me. And we know that's a daily action uh, that we do. So a fast is a denial of self. And you can deny yourself in many ways. Um, In fact, it was funny. My father called me. um, I guess I had pocket dialed him, but he called me on Sunday. And the first thing he said to me is, you know, me and your mother, we can't fast because of our diabetes. And that is true. If you have certain health conditions, it can be very dangerous to fast uh, when it comes to food. Um, So it's important to know that there are many different types of fast because the ultimate point of a fast is not to deny yourself and give that time, energy, and focus to God. And specifically, it's a way to expose the power that the physical world has over us all. So you can fast from a lot of different things. Anything really that is a distraction, I put a few up here, being phone. Phone can be a huge distraction. Uh, TV, games, computers, anything really that distracts you. Maybe it's the stock market. Uh, Maybe it's um, your work. Anything that distracts you from having a good spiritual relationship with God and taking the time to be holy Um, is something that you could fast with and give that time to God. So I just want to be really clear on that. So next time uh, we all fast together or try to fast together, you know that there's a lot more options than specifically um, just not eating for three days. That being said, that is the fast uh, that I did. Um, I did not eat for three days. Now, I have to make, and omit, I have to be honest, and I have to tell you that on Tuesday night, um, I started feeling very weak and very lightheaded, and that was because I'd been working out in the sun and, and uh, doing hard work, uh, fixing up and, and, and building my boat uh, from the trailer. And I skipped a bunch of meals last week while I was working on the boat, got a lot of sun, didn't get enough hydration, and I think that started to play with me on Tuesday, and I wanted to drive to go fishing, and I felt weird um, getting behind a wheel while I was lightheaded. So I did, I wrote it down actually, I did eat three slices of uh, chicken lunch meat, um, five pickle chips, and uh, one cheese stick. So I totally cheated on the second day uh, for people who were going completely Um, 100% all out. Uh, But again, if you don't feel comfortably physically, if you start to feel weird and you have something that you have to do, uh, I think there's also the responsible choice that has to be made at times in your fast. I didn't adequately prepare potentially the way I should have um, before my own fast. So, I kind of broke the fast down into three days. Are we still recording? We're just having issues with the chat still? Okay. Um, I kind of broke my experience down into three days. I'm going to go through mine. I was kind of hoping to do this part together, and if we get the chat up and running, I really, really, really want to spend time hearing um, what your experiences were for those of you who did it, and if you did it, how long you made it, and, uh, and really what you spent your time doing and what, what you learned from it. Um, so the first day for me was this 
idea of instinct versus commitment. Instinct versus commitment. And my instinct, instinct would pull me to the refrigerator. I would get hungry, and before I knew it, I'd be standing there with the refrigerator open, and I would be wondering why I'm doing it. And it, that happened to me multiple times, multiple times on Monday. Um, I also dealt with something a little bit different than, the, than my last fast, as the kids are home 24-7 right now, and so I was making multiple meals a day for my children and not having any food myself, which I felt like actually made the fast a little bit harder for me. Um, but I, I constantly felt that first day the feel between my physical self and what my flesh desired, what my physical self, the natural man, wanted, and what my spiritual had committed to doing. And I thought that was very revealing, um, very revealing first day, how easy it was for me to instinctually end up in a place because my physical was driving the ship, to instinctually end up in a place that I really didn't want to be in. I didn't want to be standing in front of the fridge. I didn't want to be looking at all that food that I couldn't eat. But that's where I kept ending up. Okay, so, so we got the chat up and running just for anybody who's interested in sharing anything with me. Um, and when you do, Doug will read those to me and I'll do my best to respond to those and, and uh, share those. They're not going to be able to hear you though, right Doug? Uh, I just that on. If you want, that would be great. Alright, well we're struggling a little bit on the technical side tonight, but... Uh, we're going to get through it, and I hope um, that this is beneficial to you guys regardless of how it works out. Uh, but So I had this idea of instinct versus commitment and the physical versus the spiritual and how that was ruling um, over me in these decisions that didn't even really, I didn't even really have to think about it. They were just, it's just where I ended up. And the first thing that I believe that God put on my heart in this process was that I want my instincts, my spiritual instincts, to actually kick in first. So what would happen was my physical instincts would kick in. I'd find myself in front of the fridge. And my spiritual would have to come in and say, you're not eating. You're not eating right now. You made a commitment to God. You're not eating. Um, so I... I don't know if it's really possible, but it would be amazing to accomplish something to where my spiritual instincts actually kicked in before my physical. So my spiritual was responding first, not the other way around. You got any comments you want to read to me? Your mom tuned in too. Okay. And uh, Mike and Sue say, please remember Mark Emerson, the Orkeez's grandson who was severely injured in a car accident in Kentucky. Prayer. Okay. So I think that was probably a message to whoever tuned in, but yeah, it's good to remember right. that as we talk about prayer. So that's what happened to me in the first 24 hours. Uh, that was the experience that I had. It was this idea of instinct versus commitment. The second day was my weakest day. The second day, what came uh, into clarity for me was the spirit is willing, 
but the flesh is weak. So the second day, I'm, I'm making my kids lunch and all my, all my favorite little snacks I'm, I'm putting on the plate and I just, I just want them and I'm thinking to myself, is it really going to be that bad to just eat one? Is it really going to be that bad to just have one? Does God really care if I only have one chip? And I know deep down that God, God doesn't care that I have that one chip. But I care because of the commitment that I made to God. And it's funny because my body made every excuse, my body came up with every excuse for why I should eat. In fact, it even used certain things to play in this example. So, for example, at lunch on Tuesday, my kids didn't eat all their food. So I haven't eaten in 36 hours and I'm sitting there looking at the food and I'm thinking, what's worse, to throw it away or eat it? What's worse? And I know these are silly things to think about, but the reality was my physical did not like the choice that my spiritual was making and it constantly, constantly, instinctually combated me throughout this entire process. What I do want you to know, and I, did not, I cannot say I accomplished this fully um, with this fast, but I have fasted many times at this point, and I will tell you that it only takes 48 hours for the flesh to give in to your decision. It only takes 48 hours to beat hunger, where your body says, he's not listening to me anymore, I'm just going to leave him alone. And again, the flesh, it's weak. It's weak. And it takes spiritual commitment to overcome those temptations that we deal with every single day in this world. It takes spiritual commitment to overcome those things. So don't give in to the flesh. Don't give in to the physical. Stay focused on the spiritual. Because the flesh is weak, and it will give up. I think that brought a whole new um, meaning to me with the idea that James tells us about where, where he says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Now, I'm not trying to say that the devil is literally in my skin. But sometimes things in this physical world seem so important. they're really not. I have to tell you, on day two, um, Amir called me. And he had been doing it for 24 hours. And he was struggling. And one of the things he said that I thought was actually really mature was doing this makes me realize how other people feel when they don't get fed for a day. And how blessed we are to live in a country where we get fed every day. And that's not something we have to worry about. It's actually something we have to commit to. We have to commit to not eating. There's a lot of people in this world that don't have that choice. Sometimes they get meals, sometimes they don't. And it's certainly a blessing, and it was a, a really cool reminder from Amir uh, just what he was, just what was happening with him.
through this process. Um, day three. Day three was today. Today was the easiest day by far. I didn't get hungry. Um, I'm, I'm very excited about eating after this is over. I won't lie. But I didn't get hungry. I'm not hungry right now. Um, I feel like I could actually go many, other, many more days now. Um, I'm not going to, but that's how I feel. Because my commitment turned into resolve today. One, there was, there's light at the end of the tunnel, right? There's light at the end of the tunnel. I know that I only got to make it so much longer now before uh, it's completed, before I've honored my commitment. But my commitment turned to resolve today. There was no way I was going to allow it to be a temptation for me today. There was no way, no matter what came against me, there was no way that I was not going to finish the mission. You got something you want to read, Doug? Yeah, we've got a couple. Okay. Uh, Betty Larner says that she started her fast on Monday. Mm -hmm. She went 24 hours. She ate, repeated again on Tuesday. She was dizzy at the end of day two, but didn't eat until 24 hours was over. She prayed so much those two days. She says that her son Heath also does this fast often, and next she'll try it for 48 hours straight. That's great, Betty. That is great. Two 24-hour sessions is a great way to start. It's a great way to start, it's a, and it's a great commitment, and I, I'm, really, I'm really glad that you did that. I'm really glad that you did that. You, wanted, you need to read another one, you said? Sure, there's one more. It's okay. from Amy. From Amy. Let's hear it. <laughs> During my fast, God kept reinforcing James 1.9, specifically, quick to listen and slow to speak. I need to commit time to spend quietly listening to God daily and to listen to others and be attentive to their needs. Wow. So I think she's trying to say, I think she needs to listen to me more. Is that what you got from that? <laughs> I didn't get that either. Um, that is great. I, I know we talked a lot personally, Amy, about um, what it was doing for us and, and the things that we were going to pray about. And uh, I just want to tell you that I'm really proud of uh, your commitment. I know you weren't that excited about it at first. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of other people who tried it who weren't that excited about it either. Um, and I know that you deal with um, acid reflux, and I know that makes it even more difficult for you. So I'm really proud that you made it two days with me. Um, I think you did a great job. And we all need to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. I think that's, um, I think that's great. So let me finish with this, because I don't really have a ton more um, to add to the discussion, but I am... If there's anything you want to throw out there, anything you want to share with the group, now's the time to be typing those things up um, and getting them prepared. I do have a few questions, but let me just finish this last thought real quick. Um, the idea of commitment to resolve. I want, I want everybody to think about this from the spiritual, not from the fact that um, I didn't eat and now I get to eat. So if I only got a little bit of time left, why not just finish it? But when does our commitment to God become resolved? 
When do we get to the point to where our hope outweighs our present? And I think the most obvious answer that we find over and over again in church throughout all of history is the older we get, the more we start to look to God, the more we start to look to this idea of hope. And while we're young and, and feeling invincible, we have a lot less uh, time where that runs through our mind. Um, but I want my commitment to be resolve when it comes to the things that I, I commit to God. I want my life to continue to grow. I don't want to be satisfied with where I'm at and what I've achieved and, and who I am and, and the relationship that I have with God. and I want to continue to grow. And I want that to be something that is ingrained in me, in every fiber of who I am, in every action that I make, in every choice that I make, in every thought that I think, in every way that I feel. I want my hope not to be something that I'm wishing for, but something that I'm resolved is coming to me. And I think that was probably the most profound thing that happened for me was realizing that. Because every other fast I've ever done, I never put a time frame on it. I just said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop eating at this time. And when I don't feel like I can do it anymore, I'm going to end it. So it was neat seeing the end come. Because as it, as it got closer, I, I got more resolved that I could finish, that I could finish the race that I could finish what I committed to doing to the Lord. Anything else you want to read real quick? So, here were the questions I'd hope I'd get some response to. Um, what, what did you do with your time? Betty said she prayed. Amy said she meditated on James. Um, what did you do with your time? How did you seek God out with that time? And what did God put on your heart? Amy shared what, she, what God put on her heart. Um, and I've shared with you the three things in the three different days, um, what God put on my heart. And, it's, uh, and that's it. I just want you to think about what God can do when you take something just normal, just something you, every day, and you give it to God. What can you do with that? It doesn't have to be by denying yourself. It could also be just with what you're doing in your everyday life. So I'm going to give it a couple seconds to see if there's anybody who wants to add any comments to this. Um, and if there's not, I don't really have a ton left. And I'm getting hungry. <laughs> all of a sudden, because I know it's getting close. And it's funny how that kicked right in just now. One more comment from Amy. Mm -hmm. She says she prayed for others, especially Mitzi, and listened to devotionals. Yeah. That's good. I, I prayed, I know I 
specifically prayed for guidance just in life and my own um, journey and where God is leading me. Um, I know I want to give all my glory to Him. I want to give all glory to Him. Um, And that was something that weighed heavy on my heart in these three days. Obviously, I spent time praying for the coronavirus, for the people affected by it, the cure, Um, and unity in our country, because I think that's important. Um, I think that America has been a pretty, pretty amazing thing for God in a lot of ways. I'm not saying we're the perfect example by any means, but has done some pretty amazing things for the world in, in, in spreading the gospel. Betty thanked Amy for her prayers. Said that they all need our yeah. whole family needs our prayers. Yeah. Yeah, we need to remember to be praying for each other. I know sometimes our prayer life gets very uh, very focused on self. And it's very easy to just pray for yourself and your family and your own situations that you're constantly thinking of. But yeah, And even families with someone who's sick, the whole family suffers along right. with them. That's right. No doubt. All right, you guys. Well, uh, I do appreciate the comments that we got. And... Um, I appreciate everybody who uh, who went through this with me, and uh, I know there's more people who did it that aren't on the, the live stream here tonight, which is okay, but um, just thank you for uh, tuning in and checking us out tonight, and we'll see you later.